You can be the hero of your own Marvel Comics adventure. Marvel Strike Force is an extraordinary mobile game, a haven for comic book enthusiasts and gamers alike. Lead your own fellowship of heroes and villains to battle against the forces of darkness that threaten the very fabric of the universe. From the menacing Doctor Doom to the formidable Apocalypse, every battle is a chance to prove your mettle. And right now, Marvel Strike Force is commemorating its six-year anniversary. That means free rewards await those who heed the call and sign up today. With weekly events and bonuses, this anniversary celebration promises a treasure trove of special rewards. Rally your allies, sharpen your blades, and dive into the action of Marvel Strike Force today. Use code MAXPOOL to unlock free new treasures. That's code MAXPOOL, all one word, on the mobile game Marvel Strike Force. Now, back to wandering. Amazon Studios has recently released some behind-the-scenes content for Season 1 of Rings of Power. Eight videos, five minutes each, based on each of the eight episodes in the first season, show scenes from the completed episodes, behind-the-scenes footage, production art, and interviews with cast and crew. Today I'll share three insights from this bonus material. My first comment is about Galadriel, and especially how Morf... Morphid? Morphid? Morvid? Mm, I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce that. Anyway, the actress who plays Galadriel, how she understands Galadriel. Morphid shares that Galadriel, as portrayed in the Rings of Power, is scrappier and more reckless than the other elves, and that certainly comes through. But Morphid also says that Galadriel is haunted by the past of the elves. This, I think, is something that Tolkien would have wrestled with. War for Tolkien was never glamorous, or something to be admired. He having survived one of the deadliest battles of World War I. Take this phrase, for example, spoken by Faramir to Frodo, quote, War must be, while we defend our lives against a destroyer who would devour all. But I do not love the bright sword for its sharpness, nor the arrow for its swiftness, nor the warrior for his glory. I love only that which they defend. So for Galadriel to be haunted by the war that the elves have waged against Morgoth, I would say is a Tolkien-esque idea. Additionally, Morfid is a lot more gracious on Gil-galad's motivations for sending Galadriel back to Valinor, saying that Gil-galad can see that Galadriel is not well, that she's a broken character. I can get behind that sentiment. Galadriel at this point in Middle-earth's history has lived through some extraordinarily traumatic events, the sudden and tragic death of the two trees, the subsequent loss of their light, the kinslaying at Aqualonde, her brother's death at the hands of Sauron in a dungeon, the deaths of all her other living relatives in the various battles in the First Age. Galadriel has been handed an extremely tough hand in life, so it makes sense, in Rings of Power, that Elrond and Gil-galad are trying to do what they can to help her, by urging her to go to Valinor and find healing. But there's one thing that concerns me. J.A. Beonia, who directed episode 1, says that Galadriel's choice at the end of that episode is to choose light or choose darkness. This dichotomy calls back to her brother's whispered advice of having to touch the darkness to know the light. This sort of dualistic view of light and darkness, I think, misses the subtlety of Tolkien's view on light and darkness, or good versus evil. Galadriel herself, I have argued, is the actual embodiment of light, especially the light of the two trees of Valinor. Go back and listen to my deep dive of the character Galadriel in episode 42 for that explanation. That's not to say that she's infallible or incorruptible, of course not, because then her temptation to take the ring from Frodo would mean nothing. If Galadriel is light, her temptation then 
is to use the forces of darkness to dispel darkness. It seems so easy. Take the ring, touch the darkness, and then you can overcome the shadow and set yourself up as a queen. But this is the deception of evil, the obscurity of the shadow. A character in Tolkien's world does not need to touch the dark to find the light. That would be a lie from the shadow. Instead, one knows the darkness, not by touching it, but by drawing it into the light, by dispelling the shadow with good deeds, wise choices, and high beauty. Second, who is the stranger? I am one of those holdouts who still isn't convinced that the stranger is Gandalf. Yes, he's Istari, as Gandalf, Saruman, Radagast, and the other wizards are as well. Yes, he loves the Harfoots, precursors to the Hobbits, and yes, he likes to follow his nose. However, in one of these clips, Wayne Che Yip, director of a couple of episodes in season one, is praising the works of the actors who play Nori the Harfoot and the Stranger, and he says, quote, It's such an important beginning of a relationship between the character that the Stranger turns out to be, and obviously the Harfoots, who are the earlier evolution of what would eventually become the Hobbits. So, yeah, that's sort of an understated bombshell of a reveal. That comment pretty much cements in my mind that the Stranger actually is Gandalf. I know you probably already believed that, but I still had some hope that the showrunners would be a little more creative there. And maybe they still will. Third, I find it remarkable how much work, effort, and research the cast members put into understanding and playing their characters. From doing their own stunts, to Lloyd Owen's deep understanding of Numenorean history, to Charlie Vickers, who plays Halbrand, actually taking a blacksmithing to better understand the worldview of Halbrand and ultimately Sauron. Charlie says that if they weren't filming, the actors had training every day. Halbrand's drive to blacksmith is a major clue to him actually being Sauron. In the beginning, Sauron served the blacksmith and craftsmen of the Valar, Aule, who also created the dwarves. While in Aule's tutelage, Sauron learned much, and he would turn around and offer that knowledge to the elves in the Second Age, when Celebrimbor wanted to rival the works of his grandfather Feanor. Now, I just threw a lot of names at you there, but the takeaway is that Sauron was a blacksmith and craftsman, and to see Charlie Vickers working metal in a forge as his training, I think, is really cool. There's a lot more that I could remark on, like the practical effects and the real sets, or the interesting tidbit that on each of the clapperboards, the title of the show is Untitled Amazon Project, whether for security reasons or simply because they didn't have a title yet, I don't know. However, I still think Rings of Power is an okay show. I love the work that's been put into it, and that work really shows itself in certain elements, like the visuals and stunts. But I still hope the show can improve its writing and dialogue. In any case, we will continue to wander Middle-earth.